This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I abstain. I'm Sean Rollins. You're not allowed to abstain for the whole (laughs) podcast, Remington. That's not how this fucking works. We have a fucking formula. You can't just break me in the intro several times and not expect me to react. I'm Remington Chase. <laughs> I, I, I just thought that that maybe I'd be able to to just get out of this week, and I thought that I'd start out like simply right. So so I'm still here, but that maybe you could just like cover it and just then slowly phase yourself out of the podcast entirely. Yeah, and then like maybe maybe if I just do it less and less, like week by week, a gradual process, nobody will notice, right? And then it's just you talking to yourself about anime and asking occasionally asking for a second opinion that never comes. Quite frankly, Remington, the problem is. As I do that anyways. <laughs> That's just our show. But massively less entertaining because nobody wants to listen to me talk to myself for as long as I tend to on the regular. <laughs> well, uh, since I cannot upstate, uh, I, I guess, what are we what are we doing this week, Sean? Last week was was a nice break from all of the oof that I'd been faced with. Hopefully the, the streak of positivity continues a little bit because my wounds aren't fully healed. Uh, and that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, that would be a good thing to hope for, Rem. Don't have a ton of hope, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've used up all of my small amount of hope on this, so I I just want you to know if that's not the case, I am in a very true and literal sense hopeless. I I've thought you were hopeless for many years, Ram. Uh, you know what? So did I. Uh, frankly, I'm amazed that I'm still going, especially with this podcast. You know what? That is a very fair assessment, my friend. Uh, but today, Remington, I wanted to do something special. Oh no, for me. Oh oh no, <laughs> it's gonna be bad shonen. Hey, You're okay. gonna be like, here's what I liked when I was fourteen. It's just really good nostalgic. It's one of my favorites of all time. And then it's going to be fucking awful and it'll have no character development. It'll be the same exact type of shonen we've seen a billion times already because you're shown goddamn trash and I'm going to die on the inside and I'm going to destroy it. And you're going to be like, now come now, Remington. I don't think it was that bad. In fact, I really like it. And I'll be like, I don't give a damn that you like it, Sean. It's shitty. Do you really think I sound like that? <laughs> Uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't really remember what you sound like. Most of the time you're speaking, you are just the parents from the Peanuts. And so I just hear, wah, 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 and that's about it. Occasionally with some Japanese catchphrases thrown in. Yare, yare, does he? Yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, that's not too far off, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Remington, uh, today we're going to be watching a show that I really enjoyed when I was 14. Hey, uh, <laughs> here we go! And when I was 15, and 16, 17, 18, 19, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, until you get to the man that I am today. Because, Remington, today, I want to do one of my favorite anime of all time, because we're up to episode 70, and I've been wanting to do it for ages, but I've been hesitant to do so, because you're going to make fun of it, and you're going to hurt me, even though this is the anime that kind of cured my depression. Oh, no! Now I... Now you're turning me into even more of an asshole when I inevitably hate it. Yeah, and I I use the, the term cure very 
lightly because uh, depression is not something that you can just uh, magically whisk away. No, but it helped it helped you push through it in in some of your darker moments. Yes, and if I'm ever I'm feeling sad, I think of this particular show, which is a little weird uh, due to the fact that this show has made me cry on several occasions. Uh, oh, okay, okay. This is optimistic. Yeah. Maybe, maybe instead of going like the shitty JoJo route or or something like that, instead we're gonna go along the lines of a place further than the universe, which is way better, and that's a lot more interesting and a lot better for me. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I did say when I was 14, didn't I? Yeah! I mean, maybe 14-year-old John liked something good. I did. Thank you very much. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, This is easily one of my favorite anime of all time. Oh, fuck. Uh, I've had it at my number one slot for years, and the only reason I wonder if it should still be at my number one slot is whether or not uh, some of the whether or not the sentimentality and what it did for me as a person outweighs some of the stuff I've seen more recently. Things like A Place Further Than the Universe, uh, Anohana, uh, Mob Psycho 100, excuse me. 1000, the greatest sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like the uh, the tenth sequel? What, what would you call a tenth sequel? Just the uh, the 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 Dequel? No, no. Yeah, no, Dequel would work. Dequel. Uh, which also is just my rap name. Ayo, I'm the Dequel. What's up? <laughs> With your hit album, Dodecafuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Dequel. Get ready for Dodecafuck and ready to rock. Uh, and a few years later. <laughs> Oh, oh! See, I I enjoyed Dequel far more than I should. Even though, uh, what chances are this is going to be an inside joke that I bring up occasionally, and no one else gives a shit. I don't. About. It, it, I think the real issue is that people will be very sad every time you mention it because sadly Dequel passed away a few years ago due to the uh, excessive STDs from his dodeca fucking. Oh damn! It's a real tragedy. Quite frankly, <laughs> he should have known better, but he didn't. He was like one entire herpy. <laughs> All right, so it's it's going to be a shonen this week. Yes, that is. Which is rough. Uh, oh, and it's going to be shonen that at least existed nearly 10 years ago, if not more, which is always rough, especially because that's starting to get pretty close to the dark ages of anime, or if it's old, then just old anime, which also is bad. Uh, it is uh, anime from the mid-2000s. Okay, okay, that, that might be decent then. Uh, in fact, it's uh, considered to be in one of the best years of anime, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that, uh, those years being, uh, what was it? 2006. Words, words, words. I know Hamilton. how to speak. Wait, did you just say Hamilton? Yep. Okay, just to make him sure. Making sure. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Rem. <laughs> All right, as you were saying, Sean. Uh, uh, some of the most popular years in anime were 2006, 2007, and 2011. Uh, this anime came out in 2007. Okay, perfect. Okay, maybe there's some optimism. Yeah, it's done by a studio known as Studio Gainax. I don't think I've ever heard of them. Uh, I don't think you have. Um, and as for whether or not we've seen anything from them specifically, the answer to that, Remington, is, well, no. Oh, perfect. Okay, so this is my introduction. They better impress me. Uh, I... I hope they do. Well, because uh, I uh, I don't know what I'm going to do if you ultimately crush this show as a whole for me. Because, like I said, Rem, I was in a really dark place when I first saw this show. Uh, and uh... John, I want to make you a promise right here, right now. First, okay. I want to tell you that as a friend, I sincerely appreciate you as a co-host. I admire the work you put in, even if you punish me greatly. And and I am sure that that this anime has a certain degree of merit that helped you through. That 
that being said, my promise to you is that uh, I'm, I'm not going to hold back. Uh, if it's bad, I am going to say it's bad. Oh, God damn it, Remington. <laughs> This is genuinely one of my favorite anime of all time. This is the thing that made me decide to not be such a, a wimp all the time. Ooh. Which, uh, granted, still working on that. <laughs> it's a gradual process. It takes some time after all, <laughs> but I have a lot more confidence because of this show. This show has taught me the power of self-confidence because that's what this show is all about. Oh, okay. Believing in yourself and uh, believing in your friends as well as having your friends believe in you as a whole uh, is the overall message of this show and the great things you can do with the power of self-esteem uh, and friendship and all that other hokey pokey uh, shown and stuff that... Is this just going to be like a really emotional way of presenting some super shonen thing like Dragon Ball? Not Dragon Ball. <laughs> I will say that Dragon Ball does uh, deal with these themes a lot, but that's primarily because most shonen deal with these things. Oh, perfect. Okay, so it's like every other shonen. Good start. Okay, first of all, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, it does share some elements because, you know, genres and whatnot. Of course. Uh, but this show in particular, uh, that's what everything comes back to, is believing in yourself as a person and uh, the strength of who uh, you make your friends with and what you believe in, which is a very powerful message that has helped uh, several thousand people, I will say. Uh, this is my favorite, one of my favorites of all time, and I'm, I keep saying that because I'm terrified, Ram. I'm so goddamn scared. Uh, but I'm sure you will find some merit in it, uh, because if you don't, I will kill you. <laughs> Like with, it, it seems, it seems like uh, you're trying to sort of coerce or threaten an opinion out of me, Sean. That's because I am, Rem. <laughs> you have to say some good things about this shit, or else I will murder you in the weebiest fashion possible. All right, Sean. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's honesty. Maybe it's a desire to not be murdered. Maybe it's Maybelline. But I'm gonna make a promise to you. I will find at least three good things to say about this anime by the time we're done. Okay. One of them can't be the cute mole. There's a cute mole? Yeah. Obviously that's going to be one. Nope, I have to, I have oh, to challenge you a on. little bit. Th that probably would have been all three. Yeah, he, it's technically a pig mole, but... What? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, You'll like him. He wears glasses. Uh... <laughs> So without further ado, Remington, I want to ask you one question. All right. Who the hell do you think I am? You 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 you, you, you are Sean. Good answer. Yeah. That is who I am. You you are Sean. You 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 are a weeb. You you are a bundle of of anxiety and sadism. Uh. You know this is actually a really good character summary for you. <laughs> <laughs> if this happened to be somebody's first episode. <laughs> They, they understand completely. Yeah, they, they're getting a good idea of what I am as a person, which, I hey, I'll take it. Uh, but the reason I asked Remington is because that is the catchphrase of uh, the main character of this show. Oh, okay, of course. The catchphrase, always amazing. Oh, come on, man. You know every hot-blooded action show needs a character with a good catchphrase. Yeah, but I just don't like action shows. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to stay optimistic. Stay optimistic. Yes. All right, who the hell do you think I am? So who the hell is he? All right. This show we're going to be talking about today, Remington, is simply known as Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan. I really thought it would be one that I'd heard of. Never heard of heard of it. You haven't? Uh, no. Gurren Longan doesn't ring a bell to you? Uh, no. Is there an English translation? Uh, no. Oh, perfect. All because right. there are two Japanese words. Uh, Gurren Lagan, uh, I believe it essentially translates to Crimson Drill. <laughs> okay. This isn't the red turtle we were talking about no, last no, week, no, is no, it? No, 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 no. Wait me. a minute. It's not the red turtle. <laughs> 
<laughs> which that movie uh, can be summed up, uh, I believe, by a fellow who calls himself Jello Apocalypse, summed it up as that guy totally fucked that red turtle. Uh, I, I, I feel like I feel like this is just like weeb code for for a sex act. Just like, hey, uh, did you get Ghibli's red turtle? Uh, and then it's just like, oh, baby, I got Ghibli's red turtle. All right. He, uh, he didn't know. <laughs> OK, so no, Crimson Blade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gurren is uh, Scarlet or Crimson or uh, Lagan is a kind of like an enveloping face, apparently. Oh, but of course. OK, so I know nothing about this at all. Well, that's why we do the show, Remington. <laughs> so I can tell you or at least attempt to tell you before we watch it. All right. Well, uh, what do I need to know? So this is a first. I will let you know on Mal. Uh, I know you don't trust the weaves, but this is important to note. Uh, it has an 8.72. Oh, wow. Okay, that's it, very high. It's ranked number 41 out of all anime. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that means so many people are going to be angry if I dislike it. Uh, yeah, in fact, everybody's going to be angry at you, Remington. <laughs> Because even if they don't uh, jive with the emotional stuff, the badass action stuff in it is their cup of tea. And if you don't like that either, people are going to be very upset at you. Oof. Um, so this uh, setting is a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Uh, people have been living underground in these pits colonies for years. And the only way for them to properly- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, Remington? I might know what this is, Sean. You might know because I might have showed it to you years, years ago. Years ago. And there's like- like there's a like a big red robot with a with a drill or some shit. Yes. And 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 we watched we watched like the first episode years ago, and yep. I didn't give a shit because uh, I was not obligated to give a shit. And and they we, we we saw them, and they they were there were a bunch of characters. I hardly know anything about them even after watching the first episode, but I wasn't really paying attention. And and after I think it was like the first episode, or maybe we watched more than that, but I don't know. Uh, I think we watched two episodes because it was after we went to Disneyland together. Oh, it was. Oh, well, what 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 a pleasant picture we are we are painting uh, while you were crushing my dreams yes uh yeah and then they like break out and and that's about where we got we didn't yep get much more than that but yeah it's it's like they they find a bunch of people they're they're in a little hut in like a, a fallout style hut except just more hut uh it's just can, a cave can you say system. hot one more time for me hut it's a cut cave system and they find something that i can't remember what they find and they're like oh okay and then shit breaks loose shit goes crazy shit goes awry there's multiple mechs but I think the red mech, is it like, is it smaller than the others? There was something about it. Yes, it is much smaller than the others. Yeah, it's a small boy compared to the other real big boys. And so big boys show up and they're trying to kick small boy's ass and blah, blah, blah. They get out and that's what I know. That's, yeah. You are actually really close, Remington. <laughs> I'm so, like, when you said you'd never heard of it, I was a little hurt, but I figured I'd just roll with it, but you actually remember something for once. No, yeah, from like 40 minutes of my life years ago that I was hardly paying attention to, I'm actually impressed with After myself. a 12-hour drive. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, frankly, it's astonishing. It was I how I got you to watch it in the first place, and I was like, I'm going to take my advantage of this. Because it was the one time I wasn't driving during that whole fucking trip. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I recall this now vaguely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, fill in any details. I didn't say though. Frankly, I think I nailed it. So the more you say, the more offended I will be. I don't care about offending you. So we should be good. <laughs> 
So the way this show starts is, yes, uh, there is a village of people living underground in a post-apocalyptic kind of wasteland. Uh, the only way to for them to expand is to be drilling tunnels uh, deeper and deeper, uh, because the one rule that they have is to never go to the surface, and that has propagated to the point where people believe there is nothing up there. Uh, and in this setting, we have two main characters. We have uh, Simon and Kamina. Uh, they were born and raised deep in this underground village, hidden from the quote-unquote surface that may or may not exist to them. Uh, Kamina is kind of like your free-spirited, cool older brother character. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, he's like, hey man, you're a great guy and I can't wait to see what you're gonna do next. This is amazing and I believe in you, you believe in me, let's go do some cool stuff. But he's okay. also kind of a big, dumb goofball in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, his manly spirit confidence is part of, is his main character feature and it gets him into just as much trouble as it does inspire his friends and family. I was really relating to him until you talked about his big manly spirit, and then that all went out the window. Ah, uh, see, now Remington. <laughs> manly spirit doesn't just mean, like, big muscles and toughness and uh, Arnie. Uh, why is it that Arnie always comes up when we're talking about manly spirit? Because <laughs> he's the epitome of it. Uh, I wish, I- I'd love to meet Arnie one day. Wouldn't that be just the greatest? Uh, one day we'll show him some anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Arnie would like special guest on. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, how are you doing? Oh ah, God, my very offensive Arnie impersonation. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, so as you were as you were saying, uh, manly spirit. Manly spirit is more is more translated into self confidence than it is just straight up being man. I mean, I got the self confidence, but yes. just not any type of toughness of, or manliness. Of yeah, toughness no, trust or manliness. Me, I'm not there either. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm there. Uh, And his whole goal is to make a name for himself and, you know, just kind of be a big name up top and to go to the surface where he firmly believes exists because his father was there, took him up there himself when he was young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And decided that he wasn't ready for it and had him go back down to live in the village where he'd be safe. This is just a fallout plot line. It is. It is. (laughs) But that's fine because I love fallout. (laughs) All right, and uh, then the other character? Pre-Bethesda bullshit, of yeah. course. We, we won't talk about that. That's for another type of show. Of course. Uh, right. And, you know, has grown up uh, underground throughout these years. And uh, whereas Simon is kind of a rather shy, timid young lad who has little to no self-confidence. And the only thing he really has going for him is that he likes to dig his tunnels and find occasionally find treasure buried in there. And the story really starts uh, when he does find uh some treasure oh man and then he the Oh, oh, that's okay. that's not gonna be kept in the episode. No, it is not. <laughs> Dylan, and... don't keep that in the episode. That was a joke for you, Dylan, <laughs> not for the public. Now that you've addressed it, he's just gonna keep it in, Dylan. and then he's we're gonna get a lot of flack from our Dylan. Listeners. This isn't me asking you. It we 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 have we have a lot, of Dylan. We Dylan. Don't, we don't want to our most Dylan, even though some of the best folks are the people who make fun of their own. No, adventures. yeah, and and but we but we love them. We don't we don't want them to feel excluded. I went to. I want to make the joke because I believe in it and, and it's funny. But I don't want them to feel excluded. It's a joke for Dylan. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and one day he actually finds some l- little bit of treasure, a little tiny uh, glowing drill that he fashions into a necklace. Yeah, there we go. So okay, yeah, that's what I remember finding. Yes, and then he finds out that it is actually a key to another piece of treasure he finds when he's digging later. A a giant face. Yeah, and then like and that. It, 
that face is the the little robot or something, yes. right? And then he goes, and then he vroom vrooms it, and yes, he goes in and he finds the face, and using that face, it turns out it's an actual pilotable mech, uh, which is good because shortly before, I remember go- feeling like the mechs had they they had very weird designs. Oh, uh, I- they're giant faces with arms and legs, Ram. Yeah, okay, then that explains why I I didn't remember what they looked like. I remembered red, and I just remember my emotional response in that they looked fucking weird. And that's okay to think, Remington, because honestly, this is a mecha anime, but it's a mecha anime that makes fun of mecha anime, while also making itself uh, to be a great mecha anime. See, now there's two ways that it can go about doing it. It can go the way where it's like, hey, we're actually going to be self-aware and funny, or it can be like, hey, we're going to just do all the tropes, but we're going to just say that we're doing them, though, and that's supposed to be enough. It's not Or as I call it, the Rosario Vampire. It's not the Rosario Vampire, I can tell you that for a Thank fact. Thank God. They do, the characters uh, truly believe in what they're doing, uh, but the way a lot of the fights are handled are very goofy in a lot of fashion. There's literally a bit where, quite frankly, a mech throws another mech like a baseball uh, through another mech. I love it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. There's a certain bit of levity and humor to a lot of the fight scenes, as well as just some awesome badass action scenes. Uh, and the designs of the mechs are uh, quite amusing in the fact that they're all just giant heads with arms. Yeah, and, and then and then there's this whole, like, there, there's an argument of, like, we should go to the surface, but, like, the mayor or whoever's in charge yes. or some, some person of authority. The village chief, yes. Yeah, they're like, fuck out of here. There's nothing else out here. I'm in charge and you're an idiot. Yeah. Basically, you know, as does happen uh, in our uh, leadership positions these days. Oh, how out. unfortunate it would be if someone in a position of power decided to abuse that power, especially if they then used it to make their dearest friend watch Conception. But fortunately, we don't have that problem over here. No, no, that'd be horrible. Uh, what kind of monster would do a thing like that, Remington? Especially to himself. <sighs> so we, we got like the, the chief who's like, don't do it. Is that when shit yeah. breaks loose? Yeah, there's a lot of arguments going down. And then out of nowhere, uh, the ceiling collapses yeah. and a giant robotic monstrous face falls through. Yep. Uh, followed by a single girl who is in the process of trying to shoot it to pieces with a powerful electric sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah, all right, yep. Yep, and... I didn't I didn't learn a lot about her when I saw uh, just, like, bare basics because yes. I didn't see a lot. Her name is Yoko. Good old Yoko. Good old Yoko uh, Ono. Okay. What amazing <laughs> singing talents she has. Oh, uh, she broke up the Beatles. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't make that joke, Rem. I felt like it was just a little too low-hanging fruit for you. Is, is there such thing, Sean? There's no such thing as too low-hanging of fruit. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel 24-7. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, people still think we're funny after all these episodes, which is kind of oh, a, fuck. a nightmare. Do, do, do I have a, a realization for them? Uh, it's not a good one. <laughs> Uh, but yes, this face crashes down and Yoko is in the process of trying to uh, fight it back and they come up with the idea to go to this face uh, after recognizing, hey, that giant face is like the tiny face I found. Well, the other giant face, but not as big of a giant face. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to it, he vroom vrooms it. Yes. Uh, and, and then they use it to defeat the monster and yeah. fly up to the surface with one of the coolest establishing shots of the entire series. A big spinning shot where you can kind of see both 
both the twilight and the evening sky, the sun, the moon, and the horizon of this big desolate wasteland. But the colors and beauty of it are just amazing. And you get the real sense of wonder as to seeing this surface that has only been talked about for 20 minutes and and these characters who have never likely seen it before, plus this one character who's lived on it for most of her life. Well, you, you know what? I think I'm starting to be a little bit optimistic. Maybe not quite that I will love it, but I might like it. And I I think it may even be probable that I don't absolutely hate it. I honestly, that's all I'm hoping for, Rem, that you don't absolutely hate it. There are going to be some things in it that you absolutely despise. I can guarantee you that, and I'm okay with you not being a fan of it. Uh, I will say that the creators of the show love their fan service. Oh, no. But it's a two-sided street. Both the guys and the girls are uh, rather scantily clad throughout a lot of it. Well, Uh, we'll see how much it affects what could be used for character or story building moments because I recall that Kill a Kill decided to forgo some character and story moments in favor of that shit and that's the problem. If, if you just happen to have some fan service it's not the worst thing in the world but it's when it takes away from other things or when it's just done in a blatantly offensive manner that it becomes problematic. I will say that... Oh here we go. Uh, you're not gonna like a lot of it uh, <laughs> but the majority of people who aren't big fans of fan service still absolutely love this anime and the fan service is just kind of there occasionally and you don't really notice it all that much in the first episode that's very prominent i will say that but as the show goes on you don't care because you're so enraptured by everything else that's going on and it's honestly okay because the characters feel like they've made the choice to dress like that which is we'll see about that i'll be the judge of this sean uh yeah trust me there's a lot of talk about it and i will also say that this is the show that led to the creation of studio trigger the studio that made kill a kill oh uh and kill a kill is uh powered by a lot of spirit from gurren Lagann, but uh through various different means and my optimism is starting to dwindle the more you speak sean yeah that's why i didn't want to mention it but i have to because i have to be honest oh. uh, uh but my, honestly this show is special to both me and several dozen people and it's a relatively short show uh only 27 episodes only remington you do realize there are shows with several hundred episodes that aren't anime just because just because you're like hey the pacific ocean that's that would be a lot to drink isn't it it's like yes i fully agree that the pacific ocean is a lot to drink so would an entire basement full if a basement was full of water that would still be a lot to drink no it's not the pacific ocean but it's still a lot you're such a baby when it comes to binging shows remington when when it comes to binging anime specifically especially shonen i will also say that the characters in the show have development throughout the entire series and the whole series is divided evenly into two parts. Oh, perfect. The series divided into two separate parts. Yeah. I remember last time it was done with such great success in all stars like Sword Art Online. <laughs> I will say, Remington, that the parts that the show is divided into is involve a bit of a time skip. So, but... My, my optimism is just really tanking. I know. I figured the longer we talked about it, the more it would be, but I have to prepare you for every eventuality. But I am telling you right now, Remington, this show changed my life as a whole, changed many people's lives as a whole. It 
inspired people to do all kinds of fantastical things. Uh, even young nerdy me who was obsessed with Minecraft actually created one of the uh, mech bases in Minecraft because I love this show so much. Which is Jesus Christ. Which is quite the task, considering the absolute scale of some of the mechs in this show. Well, uh, I, I, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be, yes. Sean. The only thing I will say is the ultimate goal oh. of this series oh, no. is once they're out, they realize that every day mechs come to try and uh, kill the people living on the surface and at uh, at evening time, they leave. Uh, so every day there's just a cycle of mechs showing up, fighting for a bit, then leaving. Excuse me. And the humans trying to defeat mechs in order to get parts so that they can better survive and hopefully fight back against them in a more uh, better fashion. As long as it's not just going to be like an Attack on Titan deal, then no, no, no. it'll be fine. This is actually a show that has a lot of uh, progression in it. Once they realize that they can pilot these mechs themselves, they then decide to take the fight to whoever it is sending all of these nasty mechs to them. And then it becomes a journey of trying to stop all of all these uh, bad mechs pi- piloted by Beastmen, of all things. Oh, but of course, Beastmen! To uh, make it stop so that all these people can come out from underground and live on the surface like they were meant to. Oh, <laughs> okay then! Yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic redemption story in a lot of ways. Oh, I, it's it, it's been a roller coaster th- this first part of the episode, but uh, let let let's hope that it's on the more favorable side when we get to the other end. It does have some things in it that are dated, and you'll have problems with oh, it, Rem. Jesus. But honestly, there's so many caveats here. There are. Uh, and also, I have one final question that's rel- related to our podcast. Oh, no. uh, I goofed a little bit. <laughs> Uh, in our entire block of 60, I never used my bullshit rule. That's fine. And I take it you're not going to let me just have, uh, like, uh, one in my back pocket for future? I'll tell you what, Sean. I, I take it that you're likely to use the bullshit rule today. Yes. I'm going to go to our Discord. I'm going to gauge their response on what is the fair and just thing to do. And okay. depending on their response, will determine whether or not you're able to have another bullshit. And so you can still use yours today, but it's just whether or not that covers for or the 60 to 70 or the 70 to 80. And when you do, tell them that I will be posting a poll of which show they'd like me to use the bullshit rule on <laughs> from a small list because I have a couple I need to do, uh, but I want their input because that will also help them be more likely to side with me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, man, if you're going to do this, it's fair that I get a say in it as well. <laughs> Let the propaganda campaign begin. Oh, man. Vote for Team Sean in this one because I've got some good shit I want to show you. (laughs) Uh, And it is genuinely good stuff. But this one is primarily for me as a person. So without much further ado, Remington, let's go watch some Tengen Toppa Gurren Lagan. What a mouthful. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming eight whole episodes of Tengen Toppa Gurren Lagan. And folks, I have to say that this is going to be a rough one for me. Not so rough for Remington, but especially rough for me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was already rough for me. I'm past the, the rough bits. Yeah, but nobody cares about you, Remington. <laughs> As is evidented by a lot. But before we really get into it, Rem, I do want to send some thank yous out. Oh, of course. Uh, because this was recommended to us by quite a couple people. Okay, well, let's hear them. Uh, so thank you, RJ, Brian, Christopher, Quinn, Jessica, Chris, a random bunch of letters, Austin, and Stanley. <laughs> Good old random bunch of letters. You know who you are. <laughs> Look, if you're going to make your username a random bunch of numbers followed by uh, a number, it's not going to be very what, what, pronounceable. How would you try and pronounce it? Give uh, it a go. Perfect. That's about as good as I can get. 
It's more consonants than it is vowels, so it's not exactly straightforward and easy. Fantastic. Might I remind you, Remington, that this anime is considered one of the best anime of all time by many people and has cured many, well, cured, quote unquote, uh, many people's dark thoughts and depressions. It has brought in people from the brink. It has changed people's lives, including your co-hosts. So please be gentle. It's our first time. All right. Well, then let me start out by saying I think this is a great anime. What? For the 7 to 12 demographic. Okay, first of all. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> that's that's not a bad thing. That's a compliment. <laughs> that's a good thing, Sean. Why can't you ever say something nice without having a backhanded side to things? I don't know why there has to be a backhanded side of things. Considering that this anime was targeted towards ages between 12 and 18, I, uh... I mean, for and it would succeed very well for the lower half of that demographic, I think. It succeeded very well for that higher graph of that demographic, too, you jackass. <laughs> Then I start to disagree a little bit. Okay, then let's hear it, because I have plenty of rebuttals for you on this one, because, my God, Remington, this is one of my favorite of all time, and I have plenty of good reason for it, and I will tell you right now, the main reason all of your opinions are going to be mostly pointless is due to the fact that the biggest value of this show comes from the complete show itself. People are going to be very angry at me for stopping you at only eight episodes, but if I... I want you to eventually like this show, Remington, which is why I stopped when I did, because if I go any farther, you're going to just hate it out of the sheer principle of the thing. Yeah, well, I, I did see, like, three and a half hours of content here, so even though I haven't seen absolutely everything, I feel like I can give some, some general feedback and uh, and be decently well informed. Uh, you think that, but everything that happens after episode 8 has a complete tonal shift and characters change quite drastically to the point where things get very interesting. Is that when the show gets good? Technically, yes. <laughs> Technically, Cause, yes. Because uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I I was going into it optimistic. I thought, all right, Sean doesn't have great tastes. Okay, hey. But this is his number one. One of them. Uh, this is so high up for him. And so it, it has to at least be decent. Haven't so far seen that. I thought I would. Even after we, we saw around like three episodes, I was still like, okay, maybe it just didn't have a great first impression. But now it's going to kick it into gear and it still didn't really at all. Uh, yeah. Remington. Oh, Remington, Remington. If you knew the things I knew about this show, your tune may change a bit. But I will say this, the weakest part of this entire series is the first couple episodes. I mean, it, first couple, we, we got to episode eight. Of 27. Oh, first of all, too many episodes. Second of all, but still eight episodes. That should be plenty to start developing something. And they have developed quite a lot. Uh, uh, mm. The things that they developed just aren't clear to you yet, Remington. <laughs> the things that they've developed just aren't good to me, Sean. That's not how this works at all, Rem. 
<laughs> so how should we start dissecting this show, Sean? Honestly, Rem, this is complicated for me because I I have so many things I want to say about this show, but I can't simply due to the fact that you've only seen a third of it. Well, I have so much that I want to say about this show. Unfortunately, I can. So uh, uh, might I just remind you that in all of the anime listed on Mal currently, would you tear, care to take a guess at what rank this is? Yeah, I, I think you said it was something like 40 something. 43rd. Yeah. Um, 8.71. E. It's one of the highest rated anime we've ever seen, Remington. I know, and I strongly disagree. Again, the value is. Maybe, maybe. You know what, Sean? I'm going to take you at your word here and say, uh, okay, it gets better. My advice to everyone, similar to My Hero Academia, just skip the first eight episodes. Just skip them. I assure you, this is another flashback show. They will, they'll fill you in. You will not be lost. Uh, I I could have started watching on episode seven or eight, and I would have had all of the knowledge I do now. Like you do, you can just skip ahead. Uh, that's fine. And then this is with the assumption I'm believing, I'm trusting Sean here. It gets better, so skip everything I've seen so far. Except you're forgetting the most important parts of the show. The things that set up the baseline for all of the important actions to come mm. are displayed in the first eight episodes, though they are quite frankly a bit on the shallow side All right, right now. Perfect, so they can just skip them and they'll and get no, basically they the just same. Skip them. Let me just put it to you this way, Remington. It, this show kind of has a Hitchcockian effect to it. Oh, I'm so skeptical. Once you've seen the entire show and you go back and watch it from the beginning and you know what's going to happen, what this entire show is ultimately building up to, you get this kind of fondness and attachment to all of these characters where they started and some sympathy all right. for a lot of the main so, characters. So here's what you do. You skip the first eight episodes for now and if it's as good as you say then you go back and watch the first eight episodes and then you'll have that appreciation already because it's real hard to start with the appreciation because oof oh my god I'm not gonna get through to you on this one am I almost certainly not I haven't written this much of notes since like Sword Art Online where I always write way too many notes there's uh, over a page just full of notes alright let's just hear them then I'll see. I'll counter them the, as best as I can, but I'll tell you right now, Rem. Nothing you can say will ever dampen my opinion of this show. The only thing you'll do is just make me sad as a person. <laughs> And that's the same for everybody out there who loves this show. And and, and once again, Sean, I'm, I'm going to keep trusting you. It's a good show with a terrible first eight episodes. And so you can keep loving this show. You can even love the first eight episodes. But you shouldn't love the first eight episodes in of themselves. Maybe in reference to the big picture that you've talked about, but not in of themselves. Because in of themselves, they... Or a new fan of they are they are just a big oof. So should should we start out uh, a play by play, character by character, point by point? What do you think, Sean? Honestly, Rem, I'm gonna be sad either way. So let's just take it from the top. All right. So uh, the story starts, and you have uh, Deku Light, as I came to think of him. Uh, you have Deku Light and Simon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good old good old Simon. And Simon uh, is like, I like to dig treasure, and then he immediately finds the important treasure. This is the only example of important treasure that we see him hunt for, except for the other important.
important treasure. We never see him like search for or find any other treasure. Uh, it just tells us, I hunt treasure. That's why I found the important things and that's it. So great example of telling rather than showing there, but it's the beginning, I understand. Good old exposition dump. And then uh, we quickly see, uh, let's see, we got Simone, then we got uh, presumably Pumbaa. Uh, so he, he, we see his big friend uh, Pumbaa. I'm not acknowledging <laughs> that. It's a good one, come on. I, I don't approve. Oh, come on. Uh, so uh, he, he was Kana, uh, Kaname, Kanamo, Kamina. Kamina, yeah. Uh, good old Kamina, who is the best character, and he's good us all like 50% of the time. And so, especially early on, he gets worse as it goes on. So uh, we they meet up, and Kamina is like, my dad took me to the surface, and I'm going to go to the surface. And everyone is against them. Everyone is like, don't be ridiculous. And nobody else has a personality, because why would they? Uh, we, we live in a very small little bubble here. If you're not a main character, you're irrelevant as all hell. We, we talked about with Ghibli, we talked all about like great world building. It feels like everyone's alive. No, in this one, the only things that matter are the things immediately on the screen and the things happening to our protagonists. And and so uh, then they go and they also uh, Kamina gets like in some trouble. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, and he, he immediately abandons his crew. Well, they more on the line uh, go against his ideals. I mean, very slightly. And then he very quickly is just like, all right, later. Uh, doesn't seem like there's strong loyalty from anyone so far. No, no. Kamina is incredibly loyal. They're the ones who just out of nowhere uh, decided to bow out and uh, reject him just to get dinner as opposed to facing their punishment. He, I still feel like it wasn't great showing from him if because loyalty was supposed to be the emphasis. Well, it, it's also due to the fact that Kamina's not the greatest person ever. Uh, certainly not. Uh, and, and we'll get into their personalities a little bit more later. So Kamina... He gets in trouble. He gets put in the little jail in this underground society uh, from the super bad mayor who's just super against everything. Uh, and, and at one point, he had a really weird line the mayor did talking about, like, I don't do this out of the goodness of my heart. I do this to make life better, which feels like it's out of the goodness of his It's very weird. Uh, the the dialogue is, is mediocre. Well, that's partially due to the translation we watched. I had a hard time finding the uh, more clean cut version because apparently you can't really stream the show in HD anywhere, oddly enough. And the subs were very clearly from the early 2006 era. Yeah, uh, but nonetheless, whether it's because of the subs or otherwise, the dialogue the whole way through was very mediocre. Uh, and that's being somewhat generous. So then we have uh, we have Deku Light. He goes and he's digging around. He finds a face and he wants to go tell Kamina. So he digs up through the prison and he's like, Kamina, come, I found a super cool thing. And Kamina's like, all right, cool. And so they leave and uh, as they're leaving then all of a sudden this giant dragon face pops from out of the ceiling and it's crazy and gigantic and terrifying oh spooky right uh and and along with that there's uh there there's good old uh, uh sinon uh good old sinon and simon uh oh no 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 i'm not talking about simon i'm not talking about sinon from sword art online okay hold on um because they're the same fucking archetype oh i'm just gonna be a scantily clad pretty girl with a rifle. This one's a little bit more fiery of a personality, but still they they only exist to be meat so far. That is, and I will uh, emphasize that point at multiple times because boy, this show does not give a shit. 
uh, thus far. Once again, just the first eight episodes. You're hurting me, It gets Ram. amazing after the first eight episodes, so I'm told. But the first eight episodes are real bad. So uh, the big dragon creature, uh, and they're like, wait a minute, but the mech we found earlier, uh, well, the face we found earlier. So they go to the face, and the, the girl is just like, yeah, sure, I'll go with you uh, for very poorly explained reasons. Uh, meanwhile, she's sort of trying to fight this creature, and she's this will be an ongoing theme. Her with her rifle, it... it and multiple times tells us that she's very talented with it, but she does next to nothing with the rifle when it comes to these giant gunmen, right? She's horribly ineffective so far. She's done almost nothing of note with her rifle. Uh, at one point, very much later on, I think it was episode seven, or, or I think it was episode seven, she says something along the lines of, if only I had my rifle, but she's done nothing with it. She, she is ineffective against the gunmen with it, so I don't know why they keep trying to pretend she's a threat thus far. Maybe she becomes one later, but she is not a threat. She yet. was a threat in episode eight. Did you not see her taking out some of the gunmen? Ish. That that's more a note I have about the gunmen and power creep than than about her. Uh, so yeah, episode eight, she sort of starts to be a threat. Before that, she'll have like maybe one moment, and other than that, it's just like oh, they're explosions, but they have no real impact on anything. So fuck you. And and so they they run. They get into the the face that Deku Light found, and they get into it and he starts like running all around. He immediately knows how to control it and they blatantly say, you just know. Uh, sure, why not? Who needs learning? You can just excuse it, but you just know. Uh, and and so then they go and, and they fight and they're doing a lot of dodging and uh, and a lot of just being hit uh, before eventually the, the Grandmaster plan eventually becomes get this dragon to swing its sword at its own head, which it for some reason does. And then they dodge. Why does it swing its sword at its head instead of continuing to grab it like it was? Because otherwise they couldn't take it down. That's it. That's because that's the way it would need to happen. It's not rational. It's not reasonable. But you can't have rational enemies because otherwise the heroes would die. See, here's your problem, Remington. You're thinking this is a rational show. It's not. It was never meant to be a rational show. No, I agree. It makes no fucking sense and it doesn't care to. Uh, That's the whole but, point. But here's the thing, Sean. If you want to, there to be any stakes in a show, as I've mentioned many times, you need to have at least an internal logic. Now, if I'm watching a cartoon, for example, right, it's fine. It can be entertaining. It can even be high stakes, uh, even if it's really goofy and wacky because it has an internal logic. I'm not asking for it to ha have the actual laws of physics. I'm just saying if your characters are going to turn on and off rationality at any given point, then their actions will never truly mean much because anything can happen. Meanwhile, if there are internal rules, if there, then there can be stakes because I know if something happens, oh no, then that means this. If X, oh no, then that means Y. How will they get out of it. Right now, if X, anything, so whatever's convenient. That's how it goes. And that's just way less interesting. So it just kills itself because fuck you. And then they end up soaring through uh, the, the top to the surface. You do get the beautiful shot that Sean mentioned earlier. It's very nice looking. Uh, probably the best looking thing throughout the uh, entire show thus far. Uh, but also it's great looking and the animation generally is not that great 
looking, it'll have its moments. It's from 2007, mate. You got to give it some leeway there. I mean, but we've seen things from then and before then that are just way, way prettier. Its animation felt quite lazy at times. In fact, there were were a couple moments that really stick out to my mind. Uh, Moments where I was like, it's doing the goddamn conception bullshit. Because at, at one point, characters were talking and it was just clouds. Like, you had multiple characters talking to avoid any animation. It was just clouds. And I appreciated they, they made the clouds, some of the clouds, nice pictures, which was a little bit more effort than Conception would have put in, but it was still an excuse to not do animation. Uh, there was also like a moment where a heavy hitting action scene that they did in snapshots. So you only need to animate like five frames for five seconds, which was another excuse because it, it's not like it's a stylistic choice that happened once and it was just a lazy decision. As well as then just the good old mech trope where like they combine and whenever they combine, a similar slash identical animation will occur because you need filler as well as flashbacks. Like it, it's all your typical save budget on animation stuff. Again, 2007 Remington. And yes, we've seen things that have been better from early on, but those were mostly movies that had several million dollar budgets. Gurren Logon didn't have that big of a budget early on. And and it's totally fine. I'm okay with saying it, it was from 12 years ago and it doesn't stand the test of time animation wise. I'm okay with saying that uh, because it, it doesn't seem to have. Maybe in 2007, I, it would have been much better, but in 2019, it does not hold up. I've seen the remastered version actually, uh, where they add a bunch more frames and clean up the lines and all that stuff. And it's much prettier. Now that would well. be lovely to have. Yeah, it costs money though, Ram. Even, I'm broke. Even uh, even my, my girlfriend who sympathizes with your tastes more than mine, uh, especially with Shonen Trash, she really disliked it. And she also hated the animation to a point that I had never even heard her complain. I think she disliked this more than I did, which is very rare. And, oh God, it just hurts me even more. Yeah, see, Sean trusts her opinion over mine. And so the fact that she doesn't like it hurts him more than me not liking it. Uh, and, and so then uh, the, the girl is like, oh yeah, I'm Yoko. After they get to the top, she finally introduces herself. Uh, and, and Yoko, she has a group. She has like a tribe and a little village that she has, but she has no strong connections with any of them, even though she grew up with them. Because once again, we live in a bubble. So her she is way more strongly related to our main characters than anybody she has spent her entire life with, which once again is decently lazy storytelling, unfortunately. And I, I remember thinking in the recap, and I found it very amusing when it talked about the recap for episode one, it talked about, or maybe it was episode two, uh, it, it talked about her Yoko as a, a beautiful girl with a rifle. Yep, that's her character. That's <laughs> that's 90% of her character in, in three and a half hours of media. She is a beautiful girl with a rifle and that's it. And that that's all she is so far. Uh, other than like a sort of fiery love interest also, but very little personality or growth on her front. She is one of the most disappointing characters, uh, which is really unfortunate. Oh... So it turns out there's... I'm going to get a lot of flack for this episode because I didn't show you more than eight episodes. (laughs) 
Hey, now everyone knows to just skip those ones. They no, they shouldn't. And skip then those it'll ones. get good. It w- I'm no. trusting you. It'll get good after eight episodes. Just skip those ones, and it'll be good uh. from the get go. And then watch them later, and then you'll be able to appreciate them. That's what John believes you'll be able to appreciate them after you've seen everything. So just see everything and then watch them. It'll be perfect. Trust me. The flashbacks will get you there. They'll carry you. Except all the things that Kamina says and does will not have as much of an impact if you don't know what he says and does beforehand. Don't worry. They hardly have an impact so far. Oh, for fuck's sake. And so uh, it, it feels very much like uh, the first couple episodes, like you're running a D&D campaign and you're just like, all right, we need all these different characters to just suddenly meet. Uh, and D&D campaigns, they work for what they are, right? When it's just like, oh, we all suddenly met and then crazy things are happening. Uh, but they don't work really well with like proper stories that you can write out and script out. And that's very much what it felt like because all of a sudden they are just a party. They're just a group. Uh, and and Deku Light and, and Kamina, they, they have a relationship. In fact, I would argue they're the only real bond in the show thus far, except for one romance that begins to bloom at the very end of what we've seen. Uh, but other than that, they're the only relationship that exists in any meaningful way at all. Other ones were told about, but that's it. So uh, they they run from uh, gunmen that are already there when they get to the surface. They're able to escape uh, and they're saved very suddenly. What a coincidence by Yoko's group, uh, which what a coincidence would just be a good name for this anime because deus ex machinas at every turn. Uh, anytime you feel like something intense is happening, don't worry. Very suddenly, something that was either very poorly foreshadowed or never mentioned is just going to happen. It'll be great. Uh, so never feel c- properly concerned because there's never any reason for it. And so they get saved and they they meet everyone. They meet one one person named uh, Liron, who I have complicated feelings about Liron. I'll tell you right now, everybody who I've talked to who is of a non-binary type and transgender or homosexual has always, have unanimously agreed that they like Liron. So. I, I think Liron is a solid okay, uh, and, and my main problem is how he, how they are introduced. Liron is introduced horrendously, because it's alright, yeah, it's their non-binary, but also just what a sexual deviant. They just wanna fuck. That's their main focus, and they tone it down significantly after meeting, but it very heavily just threw that in there for the meeting. Uh, I think there could have been a, f- a better introduction, because, but once again, it was from uh, an older time, where that was generally what any non-binary or uh, you could have a transgender person or even just like a gay person if they were in media so often they are just the sexual deviants. It has since diverted from that quite a bit, but that first impression was not a good one. Yeah, I can understand your criticisms there. I will say this though, Uh, Liron does all of that flirting stuff because he thinks it's funny how they react. He doesn't actually think uh, of these people in that way. And that's totally fine, but when they are first introduced, that is not how it's presented in any meaningful way. And so, once again, just skip the first eight episodes and you'll see Liron as a great character. Uh. And then by then, once you get the introduction of Liron, it won't be so off-putting. Uh, so then they they prepare, they get set up, ready to fight uh, the, the gunmen again, right? And, and they do, and then another gunman comes out that's even more powerful than the ones they were fighting. And, uh, and, and then our, our big bombastic hero, he comes up with a great idea. What he's going to do, he's going to get in the gunmen, right? Uh, which is a fine idea. And he does, and it, it ends up working, right? Um, and, and, but a- after that, after they sort of save the day by he, him hijacking the gunman, there's one of the stupidest lines of the
the entire first eight episodes. You're going to make me very angry if that's what I think it is. This this, this tribe, after seeing this, they, they for a long time, they've been fighting these gunmen. Like, it's sort of what they do now, right? Uh, and there's a lot of them. After that, Kamina, who's like the dumbass Kamlada, he's like the stupidest person alive is how it's presented 90% of the time. He's not, but go on. That's how it's presented. Yep. So often, he's presented as the dumbest man. That is correct, but go on. Uh, And so they, they comment, they're like, huh, we never thought about hijacking a gunman ourselves, which is one of the most ludicrous things I've ever thought of because the first thing almost anyone would consider is how do we get one? Let's take theirs, right? They, they fell to these things before. They've been in circumstances where presumably they could have, but it just never occurred to them is how they present it. So now everyone, everyone in the entire little tribe is a dumbass because why wouldn't you think of the most obvious thing? Well, uh... There is an answer to this, Remington, and you kind of glossed over it, but they did try a long time ago in no, the no, past. They they blatantly said they never even thought of it. Yes, but hundreds of years ago, and the big issue was that they said that only beastmen could pilot them was their assumption. And we did get a bit of that, hey, this thing isn't being isn't working when Kamina got into it, uh, but through his willpower, he overpowered the thing. Because there is only one rule in Gurren Lagan, Remington, is if you have the, the drive and willpower to do it, you can accomplish anything, which is, again, the point of the whole show, but you don't care. So go on. Well, because I think that's a relatively weak point overall. But nonetheless, I, the fact that they say they've never even thought of it, they don't say we thought of it, but, but thought it was impossible. They don't say we tried and failed. They say we never even thought of it. Never even considered such a thing. Uh, meanwhile, you are correct. The overall rule is if you have the will and the drive, you can do anything, assuming you are the main characters, because apparently no evil character has any sort of, of rationale or any fighting spirit whatsoever. And it sort of has mm. some sort of have a little bit. Mm. But just so far, it's, it's the main characters, they have fighting spirit. The main characters, they have a bond, which I'll talk about later. Uh, Meanwhile, any bad character, any character irrelevant, uh, screw you. No, they don't have a history. They don't have personalities beyond this world, in this case, right now. Th it exists in a bubble, which is really annoying. Uh, God, it sucks that you haven't seen the rest of the series. God damn, I didn't think how frustrating this would be. So then, uh, once again, I'm just taking your word, John. I, uh, this is all just for the first episodes, then it gets great. My position isn't that the show is bad, it's that you should skip the first eight episodes. Again, bad idea, but go on. Uh, and, and so then, uh, the next episode, they're, they're preparing, they're like getting food and whatnot, uh, when all of a sudden this, this beast man who looks very human, uh, and he looks very human because he's going to be important, uh, and so he's, it's a very human looking beast man, he comes and he fights Kamina. You don't even remember his name, do you? Uh, Viral, Viral. Yes. Uh. Or Viral, depending on your pronunciation choice. Of what, what a Viral boy. Uh, and so they, they fight, right, uh, and it's sort of a, a standoff position. And then uh, Viral goes and he gets uh, gets his mech. And so he gets his gunman. And then uh, Kamina gets his. And it's...
it's very clear that Viral is just much more skilled. And so he's kicking, kicking Kamina's butt. But then Kamina calls for Deku Light. And so he, he gets Deku Light uh, in his mech. And he says, all right, we got to combine. And so he takes him as a drill and he just shoves it into his head, uh, which was another dumb as fuck moment. Uh, I thought it was, it was hilarious personally. No, no, it was hilarious until it worked. So let me let me put it that way. Um, it, it, because when you start making it work, once again, it's just another deus ex machina. Um, it's a great comedic moment that's in a way ruined by it actually meaning something. Uh, if, if it was like just a morale booster, that would have been far more interesting to me than, oh yeah, no, it actually uh, makes them super powerful. Yeah, no, it, it's really, really powerful for them to actually combine and they merge together. Uh, and it was like, oh, okay. It, it went from being like a funny joke to, aha, saved the day for reasons. And, and that was just way less good. But then they had like one good thing that I genuinely liked that they have largely abandoned since then, where they sort of subverted the naming conventions of attacks, where instead of something like a, a comet punch, they were like a brotherly bond punch, right? And yeah. that was silly, and I, I enjoyed that. Unfortunately, it only has lasted that episode for the most part, and they've resorted to cliches since then, which I was very disappointed of, because I, I actually enjoyed that bit. That was charming to me. Uh, but then they left it. Why did they leave it, Sean? Uh, they do jump back to it occasionally, believe it or not. They did have it in the middle of the uh, uh, episode eight as well. Well, why don't they just have that be the way? It felt like, hey, yeah, we're going to be a bit self-aware about this, but then we're just going to fall into the exact same tropes 90% of the time anyway. And it's like, I, but no, you you, had, you could do it. You were doing a good thing, and now you're just doing the same thing. Well, the... <sighs> It has, hmm, this is frustrating to me because I actually like Shonen and you don't. Uh, because of those jokes, when they actually do have serious named move conventions, uh, the one at the end of episode eight, the Giga J Drill Break or Breaker, depending on how you prefer to hear it, uh, becomes one of the most impactful moves in all of anime history. And even throughout the series after that, they still occasionally do ridiculous uh, named moves. Like even just before that, his um, Burning Man Flying Kick attack but that that feels like it, it goes against sort of what the show is all about. Like it's it, it was emphasizing like the silly factors. So you'd think like the the strongest things, the strongest attacks would be the ones that emphasize their bond, right? If anything, I'd like it the other way around. Make the mundane attacks just like Giga Drill Break, and then the really powerful attacks have the stupidest names. Uh, you just said the most fucking frustrating thing on the face of the earth, saying that uh, you don't think the main attack has to do with their bond when that is literally the only way they can do that big attack. I'm talking about the labels of them, Sean. The labels don't matter as much though, Ram. But I'm saying in this specific regard, they let me down. I can talk about their bond and I intend to, but that's not what's being discussed right now. So <sighs> they end up combining and uh, kicking ass and then they steal a helmet, put it on themselves and then it also works for also reasons um, that I don't think have really been touched on other than yeah, it's a helmet. Sure, it's a gunman helmet. Yeah, it has been touched on. The idea is that uh, Logon is a special gunman who, through the willpower of its user, can convert other mechs into being controlled by it and used to its own potential. Well, and I, I agree with that. But like the helmet, though, that's part of the. It, hey, it got put on on Logon. Well, it got put on, but like with with and it taking over, it so far it's needed to drill everything except for the helmet that it just needs to touch. I guess. It's In still, which case, why doesn't it just need to touch other things? If it touches anything, does that just suddenly? 
apply? But that has not been the case. The idea is that it merged with the mech itself. It's not necessarily the drill itself. It has to actually combine with the mech. It was the idea. And and my argument is that simply arbitrarily putting on something doesn't really imply combining with it. Also, it's because it's a really cool effect. Thank you. <laughs> there much. we go. There's the real reason. That's what. It's, it's both reasons. That's 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 the stronger reason of the Gern's two shots. Your logons internal logic, loose that it is, has always been accurate every time we've seen anything done in the show. Uh, so also like so far, and I'm sure this will be addressed because it has to be. But beast men are just like bad, and that's it. They're just bad, and it's just yep. it's a, a glorified race war that has so far had no basis beyond like we hate each other. They hate us, so we hate them. Uh, they attack us, so we attack them. And that's so far been the only basis, which I, I would have liked them to at least give us something in that regard. But so far, it's just beast man bad, uh, which is... There is much more to it. I'm sure there is, but, but three and a half hours in, you'd think they'd give me a little more considering they've been the main enemy so far. So far, it's very... I Like, if you like Power Rangers, you'll like this. That's where I'm at. Like... <sighs> It's it's like live action Power Rangers. Just go in thinking that and you're fine. Uh, and if you love Power Rangers, you're all in. And I loved Power Rangers when I was young. So young me would might like this a lot. A uh, very young me. <sighs> Um, so then, uh, we, we end up getting like, uh, th these guys called the black siblings, they come and, uh, all that matters is the brother, the, the sisters, they, they emphasize even more that girls exist in this world to want and to be wanted because all they want is Kamina and they sort of help by throwing some bombs, but that's it. They, they just really want Kamina and their boobs are out and Deku light gets shoved into one of their boobs. And that, that is how that goes down. That's the only reason they exist. Uh... I forgot how much of a dick you were, Rem. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. Would Would you like to say how meaningful they have been so far? So far, not much, but later... Well, on. thank you. Uh. <laughs> Keep in mind what I have seen, Sean. I'm trusting you once again. It's a good show after this. Let me just put it not to you this so way, far. Rem. If I could have forced you to and uh, knew it wouldn't have any effect on your entire opinion if for pure quantity, I would have had you see the entire fucking series before I had you do this episode. But what, making you watch more than anything, more than you can usually handle, I should say, at once, is a surefire way for you to automatically hate it no matter what. I mean, I didn't end up hating My Hero Academia. I just thought the first, like, nine episodes were worth skipping, and that has since been confirmed by a few people. A few people uh, have reached out to me. They've done this with their friends, and they've said it works, so which I'm very happy about. Uh, with Full Metal Alchemist, I, I still liked it quite a bit. Probably my favorite traditional shounen. Uh, but if, if you can't get decent within three and a half hours, Hours. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and right now I'm just saying skip it. I'm not even saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying it's bad eight episodes. Uh, so uh, th this this sort of episode's premise is that like they're hungry and that's a major focus. I mean, yeah, it's uh, both a joke as well as a connection to the ideas. If you're hungry, you're going to have a hard time focusing on working. Well, I mean, but Kamina always has a hard time focusing. Maybe he gets hangry. Maybe that makes him extra powerful because fighting spirit, which fighting spirit just means whatever it has to mean at the given time time. Uh, but it was a very weird, uh, it was especially weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this moment. I don't think I hate it. I think I like it, but feel uncomfortable. Cause at one point Buddha, the, I love how you remembered his name instantly. Oh, of course he's great. He's, he's the best. Uh, he's adorable. Wish he was more important. He is. Uh, but he, at one point they're struggling to, to manage Gurnlogan, the combined mech. And so Buddha just like wiggles its tail and then tears off its own ass. Yep. Not even just its tail. Yeah. There was a lot of ass meat there. <laughs> yeah, you have to have enough meat to make sure they have something in their stomach. It was so 
weird. It was fucking hilarious is what I, it was. <laughs> it, it was it was a bit funny and also a bit uncomfortable in equal measure. Which was the idea, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was something I wasn't opposed to. Uh, but Buta, I'm just generally not opposed to. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the uh, mole pig physics at the beginning. Yep. All of them running together can create a whirlwind of mole pigs. That's just physics for them. Uh, I can freely accept that. That's goofy, silly in, a, in the right way. Uh, and, and so uh, then in, also in this episode, uh, you have 16 different fluff ball beast men uh, combined into one mech, right? Yep. Uh, so it's like a 16 face mech. Uh, but Kamina goes on this, this tangent and like, they're not as powerful because they don't have as strong as a bond, right? And ultimately, if you combine, it's the bond that matters. But why don't they have a strong bond? Just because? Well, and we don't see anybody else have a strong bond. So yeah, Kamina and Deku Light, they're going to be the strongest people because they're the only ones up to this point that have any meaningful bond. Everyone else, they their only bonds exist, but are always weaker than the immediate bond they get with Kamina and Deku Light, which means it wasn't that great of a bond when these strangers you just met, you immediately care about way more than anybody you've ever known or loved, which has been the case for literally every main character. Uh, and, and so when you only have one bond, yeah, okay, I guess they're gonna be the strongest, but it's far more interesting if your villains have relationships and rationalities and lives, which just isn't the case so far. Uh, yeah, so far they don't. And that is, again, a point. But again, I can't say any god dang things about it. Oh, God, I really wish I had more to say without spoiling shit. That's and the hardest part. Ultimately, what's emphasized for me, and it was emphasized around this time, to, to go back into a sort of D&D narrative, Kamina is just chaotic stupid to the max. Like 100%. He's he's just that D&D character. Like if you've ever played D&D, he's the one who will just like interrupt the DM and be like, I do this. And you're like, uh, are you sure? Yeah. Uh, but also they have sufficient plot armor because the story is about them so they can't die. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, that woman is mine. Yeah. And it, it got grating towards the end of the eight episodes. Uh, I started to think, uh, and this was a little bit after the, the forehead boy arc, which which was uh, terrible, really bad. Um, there's like, they, they fall into a hole and there's a little cult village in there. And if there were any episodes you could skip, it's fucking that one. Good fucking God, worst episode so far. Uh, none of the characters are interesting. You know exactly how it's going to go immediately, beat for beat. You you could almost predict it uh, word for word. I know I nearly did. Uh, but after that, um, I, I think with, with Kamina, something that would make this far interesting for me. And if this happened, happens within episode eight or nine, then mad props, because I don't think they have the guts to do this. I unironically think the story would get much better if Kamina, who I've acknowledged as probably the best character, certainly the most developed, died suddenly in tragedy. That would be great. That'd be amazing because he's the character that means something and everyone has already implied that everyone would be a fucking wreck without him. And that's what you need to see. You need to immediately kill him very suddenly so that one, there are stakes. You know that this show, anything can happen and they're not going to protect everyone like I know they're going to protect everyone because of course uh, or at least the most important people like I I'm not ever worried for Kamina or Deku Light or Yoko they no they're fine they're always gonna be fine at least until like the finale episodes uh but if you show me that people can die very suddenly if you show me the actions have consequences then you also get like Deku Light how is he gonna manage he now has to be a man he's been taught everything he he's been given everything he needs but now he needs to start using it. Yoko, she can be a 
nice tragic figure because there's also just a sudden romance with Yoko and Kamina. That's obvious it's going to happen the whole way through because they argue and that's it. Uh, but she has to uh, manage that emotional grief and actually be a character, which we have not seen so far from her. Uh, the other characters would struggle to find a leader and maybe there's a bit of a power struggle dynamic there, right? We, we could have that. That would be such a good, strong decision because right now they have been doing nothing but safe decisions. Did you not watch the fucking end of the last episode? I mean, didn't really have an impact. Oh my fuck. Kamina's dead. He is absolutely- Is he truly dead? 100%. <sighs> Is he? Yes. I'm genuinely surprised. He is 100% dead. The only reason I stopped there was because that was supposed to be a good stopping See, point. See, I didn't even think he he was dead, so that's why I was skeptical. He's dead. How you don't get much more dead than a goodbye than and a black and white smile. I mean, in anime that is as dead as it gets. All right, then I think it's a good decision. Probably should have happened a little sooner, but I agree with the decision. I, uh, it's like you didn't even see the end of that episode, Rem. I just didn't think he actually died. Did you not see everybody around his fucking corpse? Oh, no, I saw, yeah, I saw everyone, like, and it was all like, oh, boo-hoo, but they've, they've already tried to, like, be boo-hoo about things that, and be like, oh, no, it's terrible, and then just completely subvert that. So I just didn't think he was dead. I thought it was a fake out. Remington, one of the rules of literary, literature is if you see a corpse, they're usually fucking dead, especially in a, a show that hasn't shown no signs of reanimation. I mean, yeah, but the show also hasn't shown many signs of literary techniques so far, so. I mean, I'll, I'll take it that that's my bad, but at the same time, I think I, I have mild justifications for my position. <sighs> You know the running gag top 10 anime deaths of all time, Remington? I don't think that's one of them. <laughs> it's usually near the top of people's lists. Uh, but don't get me wrong. It, it's it's the right thing for him to die. Uh, great decision. Uh, now knowing that that is 100% the case. Uh, I, I genuinely just didn't believe he was going to be really dead. He is, and he is not coming back. Oh, that is that is genuinely great to hear. Because that, this show needed that. Uh, I, I, I didn't think they would do it. I stopped it at episode 8 because of his death. That's why I stopped it there. I could have shown you the after effects, but I wanted uh, you to be curious about what happened next. No, but what I thought was, I, I understood that that's why you ended it there, but I thought it was going to be a situation where like I would comment on it so that I'd be even more surprised when he wasn't or some bullshit, right? Uh, that, that was my thinking. But that also comes from not trusting you. <laughs> But fair enough. No, uh, they made the right decision there. Uh, one weird thing I noticed. Why do only men get mechs? Because uh, uh... it seems sort of real sexist. Like, you can understand Yoko not having a mech. That's okay. She has she has a rifle. But then even like the other black siblings, all three of the girls, none of them get mechs. In fact, they're just left behind. It's like, take care. Uh, none of the beast people have even been women. They've only been beast men. So maybe they're only a male species. Okay, I need to stop you right there. Has there been a beast woman? In episode seven, yes. Which one was it? Well, uh, we kind of skipped over that because it was mostly a recap episode. But in the bathhouse, it was oh, a bathhouse uh... run by a... Uh, uh, a evil fox woman. Oh, okay. Uh, with well, a bunch of then none, uh, evil nonetheless, bunny women. It, it, that even more raises the question then, why are there no women manning the mechs for the beasts or the normal people? I'll tell you right now, this is the only thing I will spoil for you. The women get mechs. But why don't they have mechs already? Because they're hard to get. No, but none of the women have mechs. Because no, they're hard to get. But all of the men, not all beast of the men. and human, uh, they get mechs. But yet, for some reason, not even one woman has by chance gotten a mech. You're not seeing how it's a little bit iffy there? 
You're not seeing how gender roles are being very skewed when we got the black sibling girls and Yoko. M meanwhile, all of them are left without mechs. All the guys in the main group, they get mechs. And it's, it's a little bit iffy there so far. They do get mechs, the majority so of them. So far. We're only eight episodes in. Only, Rem. only. You, Rem, unlike you specifically, the rest of the world tend to like long running series. And I, I can really enjoy a long running series. Series, but that doesn't give you an excuse to not do anything for eight episodes. You need to make every episode worthwhile, just as worthwhile as if it was a shorter series. Otherwise, it's called filler because you're padding for time. So I can agree, longer series are fine, but there's never an excuse for only eight episodes. It can be small in relative to everything, but it's not small in of itself, and you should still have done something, even if it's a small portion overall that will affect the, the relative position, but not the absolute position. You should still have strong storytellings. And so far, Gurren Logan has treated its women pretty shittily. Maybe that changes. I'm sure it does. But so far, can you name a woman that has not, one, been obsessed with Kamina, and two, has had relevance, and three, isn't six years old? See, you put that last one. <laughs> Does Leron count? <laughs> uh, Leron is non-binary, so they they do not count as a man or a woman. Even though, first of all, Leron is into Kamina. <laughs> But uh, oh, has not. become has become a decent character. So because Yoko has been horribly disappointing as a character oh. so far. Oh. So far, she has just been generally fiery into Kamina, and her her existence has been basically like think of the other side of the coin as Sinon from Sword Art. And in these eight episodes, that's what she is. In oh. fact, I would argue you could switch them and tell almost identical stories. Mm. Oh God, this is rough. So the thing with Yoko is, yeah. She She's kind of a bait for fan service. That's primarily on the creators of this show because let's be real, the creators of this show are a bunch of perverts. Oh yeah, no, and 100%. they love they love their sexy etchy stuff. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they don't value their characters. Yoko has a fantastic character arc, as well as how she helps motivate Simon and Kamina are subtle but fantastic. She denies a lot of the stupidness that. Kamina does, which in turn helps uh, Simon realize that Kamina isn't as perfect as he uh, believes he is. We've yet to see that element from Simon really much at all. Oh. He's still, he, I don't know, he's still pretty much under the belief that Kamina is relatively perfect. And he will be for a while. So, so far in, in eight episodes, Yoko has served essentially just to support the two main characters. Her strongest relationship, I guess, is with Liron before they show up, but they don't seem to have that strong of a bond besides talking to each other occasionally. Like, they seem to have strong as strong a bond as when Leron talks with literally anyone. She didn't have a strong bond with the leader of her tribe or any of her tribe mates who she had known all her life. She only cares about the main characters, and her only goals are supporting the main characters. She has nothing in of herself so far, and that's horribly disappointing. She does have things in and of herself. You just... And, and 
what are those things? Those things are she wants to go and protect her family at the village by stopping the beastmen from coming. The whole point of what they're doing is to find where the beastmen are coming from and stop them from killing her friends and family. And that's why she leaves to help. Also because she believes in Kamina and in a little bit in Simon. Uh, I guess that's still not much to go on. That's that's a nice broad goal, but there's still very little personality. She, I, I think it would be hard to disagree that in the first eight episodes, the vast majority of dialogue, characterization, and character work has been sexualizing her or her supporting the main characters. There, It's not the totality of everything, but it's undeniably the majority so far. That is true. Which is unfortunate considering she's supposed to be the third most important character thus far, and that's how they're treating her. Meanwhile, the th other three girls that are in the group are also just, yeah, they're the sisters, and that's all they are so far. It's treated the women pretty damn bad so far, especially in contrast to the men. Hell, I'll tell you right now, I can't repeat this enough, but the women become some of the most powerful characters in this show. But can you agree that in eight whole episodes so far, in three and a half to four hours, it has been very unfair to them compared to the men who have overwhelmingly dominated things? I suppose. There we go. That's all I needed to hear. <sighs> so ultimately, I, I think that Simone has been a, a pretty one-dimensional character thus far. Uh, like I've labeled him as Deku Light because I truly just view him as a, a less interesting version of Deku, largely because we haven't even seen that proper growth yet. Whereas at least with Deku, we started to see that. And Deku was one of my least favorite char characters in the first season of My Hero Aka. So he's, it, he's fine. He's there. He's a one-note pony. That's it. That's all he exists to be. Similar to Yoko. The only one with some characterization was Kamina. I'm glad they made the strong decision to kill him. I genuinely didn't think they would. I thought it was a fake out. Uh, and Look at that screenshot and tell me he's not fucking dead. Sean, Sean, you could find many screenshots like that in anime and it would be like, oh, but they're not dead. They just want you to think of it. May I guide you to all of JoJo, <laughs> especially season one. That's just Dio though. Dio is a persistent son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, which uh, I still want to comment. I still don't think Dio's dead, even though he didn't show up in season two, though that him not showing up in season two, I thought he would. <laughs> But nonetheless, I, I think that maybe this is a very good show. And once again, I'm still going to trust you. But those first eight episodes, they didn't have good characters. They didn't have strong dialogue. There was one relationship that was mostly told rather than shown, though it was shown quite a bit. Meanwhile, all of the others felt either obvious or completely non-existent. It feels like there's very little stakes because the vast majority of the time, you'll just have a day sex machina uh, to the point that and I'll, I'll still take the blame for this I genuinely didn't even think the character was dead uh, but I'm glad that is a good decision that is the strongest decision they have made easily bar none I just don't know how you could, didn't think he was dead I'm I'm rewatching the scene right now and I'm just like uh okay that's a classic trope of being dead yeah uh, that's a corpse uh everybody is staring at the corpse crying not going to help him there it's fucking raining that's usually a pretty big sign in a show 
know that somebody's dead. I agree dead. that all those signs are there, but at the same time, it's already tried to be like, wow, this is going to happen. This is really intense. Aren't you really frightened? Nah. As well as already other anime have tried to pull this where it's like, oh yeah, they dead. How sad. Not. Shonen has broken me with death, uh, but I'm glad they made that decision. His last words were later buddy, and that's the title of the fucking episode. I'm aware, Sean. I don't know how much clearer it could be. I mean, fuck, Hughes' death was, it, uh, it's not was that less it's, clear than it's that. It's not that it wasn't clear. It's that it was so obviously clear that as with so much of this show, I thought it was trying to do a very blatant fake out. <sighs> Tell me, if they were to do a fake out, what would it look like? That? Yeah, I thought so. No, no, no. Every time they've done a fake out, Rem, it's usually been played for laughs. Not great laughs, mind, but laughs. Yeah, not very funny. But the one time they actually do have a very successful character death, which, by the way, everybody freaked the fuck out when he died because they did not think he was going to die, much like you. No, I mean, I'll label it as a, a success. But everybody by the end of the episode was like, oh shit, he's actually dead. No, no, I, in fact, it was, uh, I think it was the episode before that I wrote, kill, the Kill Kamina. Uh, I think that there's a good chance that if I didn't say that, if I didn't write down myself, Kill Kamina, and that's the right decision to make, uh, if I didn't write that down, I probably would have believed it, but the fact that I wrote it down, I was like, I'm not buying it. You played yourself. Uh, yeah, I accept that. Hachi machi, Rem. But I mean, hey, uh, my misunderstanding leads to the strongest compliment I can give the show. Oh, we're gonna have to come back to this show relatively soon, I think. Oh, God, please, no. You said you trusted me on that it got better. Yeah, I trust you, but I'm, I'm all going logging out for a while. It's not gonna be anytime relatively soon, oh, but God. in the grand scheme of things, within the year, at least. Uh, within the year, but the year's ending. The year's three, coming Three to months, close. Rem, that's not that long. Not long enough. Come on. I made you watch Sword Art Online two episodes in oh, a row. Fuck. You overall, don't think I would do this for a show I like? <laughs> overall, to, to start wrapping things up a bit, I think that so far the show has far from impressed me. I think it's made one real good decision and a whole lot of very questionable ones. Uh, I, I wrote down that it felt a lot like off-brand Gundam mixed with fairy tale, and in a lot of moments, it definitely did. I, I'm trusting you that it gets better, but I cannot in good faith recommend that anybody watches these first eight episodes episodes, uh, I think it would be far more interesting for them to start on episode nine, uh, especially knowing that now Kamina's dead. I think that'd be a great way to start things off. Like unironically, I think that would be an amazing way to watch this show, especially if it gets good after. But so far, I really wanted to like it. I was optimistic until about like episode four or five. Uh, and then I just couldn't bring myself to any more optimism. It'd be really good for young audiences, but I struggle to think how older audiences, if, if you were super into things like, if you were super into classic shonen like D. Gray Man and Sword Art Online, you will love this show. You just called Sword Art Online a classic. I mean, it sort of is. It's not. I mean, mm. it's wildly popular. That doesn't make it a classic, right? I think it's a classic. Uh, I, I don't think that classics need to be things I enjoy, because I also included D. Gray Man, which... D. Gray Man's not classic it, either. It's pretty much in the same category. Uh, of Just of those wildly popular, commercialized shonen. If you like those, you'll like this. <sighs> I wish I could talk about the themes of the show as a whole. How the show is really about Simon becoming, uh... 
of the kind of person he's always had the potential to be, the strength of character uh, that his mentor Kamina had on him as a person, the ideals of friendship and companionship that this show brings forward, and just the sheer willpower that this show has given me and thousands upon thousands of other people. But I fucking can't because I, I can only show you so much at a time without you killing yourself. You have a hair trigger on that suicide gun, man, and I don't want you to pull it yet. Here, let me say this. I'm glad that it's had such an impact. If you're someone who's more inclined to, uh, who, who, if you're someone who wants that message, but may not be into shonen of this nature, uh, I have, I have a different anime recommendation that also focuses on finding yourself. I swear to watch Kiki's delivery service. We saw it just last week. I think it has a similar message and does it much better. Now you're at a standstill, Sean. Do you diss Kiki's or do you accept my claim? <laughs> I've put you in quite the position, Mr. Rollins. <laughs> Gurren Logon has a way better ending than Kiki's delivery service ever could. Uh, so you see, I, I can't say that, but I mean, I didn't like the ending, so there's a good chance. <laughs> Fair response. They're, uh, the messages are similar, but different. Ah, uh, good God. Oh, this is going to haunt me for the rest of the week, month, year, whatever, until we can watch the rest of the series. And unfortunately, I think I'm only going to be able to get you to finish the series in three parts, because if I show you more than eight episodes at a time, you will kill me and yourself and everybody else in the room. Especially if it's not good. You know, you make fun of the weebs a lot, Rem. I do, yeah. But I mean, the weebs also make fun of me a lot, so I feel like it's it's a it good is fair. relationship. It is fair. It's not just the uh, the weebs that love this show, though. There are so many people out there that do. When this show first came out, it won several animation awards, including storytelling and writing and character design awards, e. uh, which is saying a lot, considering 2006, 2007, and 2011 are widely regarded as some of the best years for anime storytelling out there. Uh, which is amazing to say, and more recently people say 2018 was a great year for anime storytelling as well, but this show has had such an impact on anime as a whole that it gets frequently referenced in other shows throughout, and I mean, you've seen the Gurren Logon style pointed sunglasses everywhere. I know for a fact you have. I mean, I guess. The impact of this show has been felt for years and years to come, and more and more people will still love this show and rewatch it to get the same feel feelings of satisfaction and manly spirit as well as the willpower to do what needs to be done because you have the faith within yourself to get it done. Believe in the me that believes in myself. You know, it seems like a stupid line in in the first introduction of it, but by the end of this show, that line becomes a bit of a lifestyle for some people. Oh no, I, th I think that uh, those little slogans that they had, their catchphrases, probably the only good dialogue dialogue in my opinion so far. At least you can agree that they're the best dialogue of the show because those uh, placations, uh, Kamina's philosophy in those simple words are what drive all of the characters to do what needs to be done as well as the entire story to come. I wish I could have gotten you to sit through the entire goddamn thing, but I knew you would have hated it just out of principle if you, I did. So until then, Remington, this is probably our longest fucking episode yet because we are at, oh God, over nearly two hours recording. 
annoying. Oof. Uh, so if you've stuck with us for that long, good on you. But I have one final question to ask, Rem. Will you watch some more Gurren Lagann with me? Maybe at a later date when I feel like I trust you quite a bit, but I would rather not in the near future. I'll accept that for now, Remington. But as for the rest of you, go watch this show. And I suppose you could skip those things. Do it. But I'm going to say that if you push through them, you're fine. Though I will say you can skip episode seven. There's not much at episode seven. I think it was episode, long. wasn't episode six? Oh, it was episode six. Excuse me. Episode yeah. six. Episode seven, wildly important. Wow. Episode <laughs> six, yeah, can skip through. That's fine. It's, uh, the public release is a highlights reel, whereas the Blu-ray release is just a fan service comedy fest, which is good if you like that kind of thing. But me personally, it's my least favorite episode in the entire series. Just watch like the last five minutes of that episode and then you'll be good for the rest of it. Uh, and by the end of the series, you'll understand why those episodes are important, why everything Kamina did had the impact it did, and why this show is as amazing as it is. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed, well, my anguish and sadness, yeah. then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Da, 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 da.